Well, I was honest. I said I did it once in New York, but I just can't walk in the heels and just way too much makeup. So Captain Hank looks at me and says, well, I was talking about the drag on your fishing reel. Yeah. I mean, it's different in the New York. The words drag, drag. I mean, what's the... Uh, it's confusing. It's, it's very... I get confused pretty easy. Oh, wait a minute. We're rolling. All right. Well, then let's roll. Rich. And I'm Mark. And we are Two, two guys, guys on Block Island. Alright listeners, welcome back to another episode of Two Guys on Block Island. We are happy that you've joined us and we are very excited to have uh, our guest today who's here with us. Um, he uh, is a business owner. Um, he is a fisherman, expert fisherman. Um, he's been involved in town politics. Uh, his actually his resume is way too long to read right now. So instead, I think we'll just introduce him and start talking to him. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Chris Willie. Glad to be here. All Thank right. you. Yeah, yeah, man. Good to see you. Glad you're here. Yeah. So uh, we usually Exciting. start off uh, everybody kind of the same. We like to hear your your Block Island story. When did you come here? How'd you get here? When did you transition to staying? You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, the Block Island story. So I um. I came here, I think it was in 1991. I was invited to come out and work for the harbors department by the then harbor master who was new. Um, and I, I worked with this individual in Newport for a little bit where I'm from. I'm originally from Newport. And so I came out here in 1991 and never set foot on the island, believe it or not. I've been here by boat, but never got off the boat. Okay, the, you'd and, come out and fish around. We'd, the go, we'd come out, yeah, fish, or we, we we had a sailboat when I was younger with my parents. We'd sail here, stay in the harbor, and go somewhere else after. You know, we never actually yeah. got off the sailboat. Really? Yeah, it's weird. Um, <laughs> well, well, it's only an island if you look at it from the water. Yeah. Yes. Arr. Arr. <laughs> um, so it was the first time I set foot on the island. I got off the ferry, and um, the first two people I met, or maybe it was three, was Joe Fallon. Larry Constantine, and I think it was Bo Gimp. Wow. Wow. And we walked over to Old Harbor, got on another boat, drove around to New Harbor, pulled into the Coast Guard station. They said, this is where you're living, which is, I'm like, you fucking kidding me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, shame about the view. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I started, I started working for the Harbor's Department, and... Uh, Worked mostly with Joe Fallon doing the mooring collections and that, you know, I was still in college at URI. And now, did you collect money or poop? Because well, we've had I, several I, guests well, on the show that collect who've done different, both. they collect uh, yeah. different things. So <laughs> I, I've done everything in the harbors department. I, you know, we actually, that was at the, the beginning of um, when the, the pump out program started. Yeah. Um, and Bo Gemp was instrumental in developing the actual boat that was used oh. um, the, the Thomas W. Crapper. We had T.W. Yes. Crapper senior and junior. And yep. um, it was built in Bristol, Rhode Island and by uh, ocean, I think it was ocean scout. And we, myself and a coworker, Pete Casty, uh, Drew Pamonte, um, Freddie Poisson came in later, Kate McConville. Um, that was our crew. Um, and Pete Cassidy, I think I, oh, I, I just mentioned him and I did a lot of the, the pump out boat and we kind of fine tuned the design. It was kind of cool. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah. 
and you know, yeah, like at the time, like now you could probably request one from a company, and they already absolutely built. there's 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 several companies, but but at the time you kind of no, it, had this a, was at the this was yeah, yeah this was new. This we were was, one of the few places doing using yes. a boat of such nature. Well, and and Bo, I credit Bo with trying all the different method. You know, he tried barrels on the deck. He tried. You know, yeah. different different mechanisms. Like he's like, oh, you didn't like, want a top heavy. Same way you <laughs> siphon. Same way you <laughs> siphon gas. Yeah. <laughs> you, go little, um, you go a little too I think, far, and you I, get a mouthful of gasoline. I think Chris Littlefield oh, was involved back then as well. So that that whole beginning of that program was pretty pretty cool. Um, you know, being the first on the East Coast to to do it, and um, I think the state followed suit. I think it was in 1993. I can't remember, but. And Andre came in, I think, in 93, 94, um, yeah. and he did that primarily. And uh, and we believe now, is he the one that uh, coined the term the stool bus? Do you yes, know? I believe so. Yeah, that was I his. Believe so. okay. He's bright like that. Yeah. Yeah. Stool yeah. bus, honey wagon, yeah, but yeah. stool bus stuck. Yeah, and yeah. it was it was appropriate. Yeah. And we and it was. I mean, about, I'll, I'll did tell you, you ever get a keychain? The the foam. Yes, I did. Poopy yeah. keychain. Yeah, I actually <laughs> watched him make him once. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to watch it. <laughs> you like just show up at Andre's house and he's like in the living yeah. room paint, uh, yeah. painting little tiny pieces. Yeah. Of, His wife's yeah. like, "Can you give me a hand with something?" Not now. I'm finishing the poop. Yeah. <laughs> they were very popular. They were. They were. That's what yeah. I got one. I love um, it. <laughs> very popular. So that's that. That's what so got. That's me how you got out here. Got out here, and I, uh, I was in college, and I think it was I graduated in '93, and made an attempt at, you know, the real job. Yeah, scenario. how'd that work out for you? I'll tell you. Well, I went to Colorado <laughs> to work at a fish hatchery as a as a intern, and um, which was for four or five months, and then I worked for another company that basically took privileged kids hiking in the back country, which was really interesting, but we take them out for a week at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Let me say it. It was fun. It's like the opposite of taking a, it, it wasn't, under, underprivileged kids it wasn't, to a nice country well, spot. It yeah. wasn't like they all wanted to be there. No. Like, yeah. I, I found out that some of them were actually didn't even know till the day before they were put on a plane and flown to Wyoming. And <laughs> It was like the soft version of boot camp, right? Yeah. <laughs> or scare me but it wasn't intended to be that Instead way. Instead of in a prison, you're in the woods. Yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah. intended to be no. that way. Nothing so, like, nothing they, like know, trying they, to lead a bunch of rich brats. They you know, stick a, like a, you know, a 23-year-old with a bunch of 17, 18-year-old. Like, what could go wrong? Oh, uh, God. It was <laughs> it was fun, though. Like It was actually very, you know, at the end of the end of the, the term, I, I was very happy. But it, it didn't work out. You didn't stay there. No, that was just the summer. And then okay. I was going to head to Joshua Tree, and then I made a phone call back here to my buddy drew who's still working for the harbors department and he's like at larry's shorthanded come back for a couple months and then that's how it happened that's how it happened that literally how it that's happens. how it happened yeah. that transitioned into uh, a part-time job with the new recreation department um i worked with nick massey um it was a part-time department and so i worked he was the director i was the assistant we did that and i painted with him for oh, a yeah, winter yeah. and uh um, it's always the funny hat thing, especially when you first arrive. The, the yeah. wearing the hats, you know, what are you um, doing during the winter? Oh, this, what are yeah, you doing? yeah. But, everything. Yeah, it, it you do everything. Like, and you know, I, I think I find it enjoyable the change. Like, yeah, you, absolutely. You know, you, I don't think I could ever go to doing the same work. 12 months a year. I think you find that in a lot of people who choose to live here on the island is that right. there's a certain there's a seasonality type. there's a seasonality to your work actually a lot of the time even it doesn't matter what your your look for, you know your summers 
are different. Even if you're in the same line of work, mm-hmm. your summers are different. Right. Exactly. You, you know. Yeah. Um, hey, before we go too much further, I have a quick question. Sure. When you worked at the hatchery, did you ever get to be the fish squeezer? No, actually, I, I was the different team. I, it was a different team. It was a very interesting process. Um, <laughs> oh, it is. Um, yeah, that was so the fish squeezer basically they they squeeze all the row out, yeah, and the sperm and the sperm. So you mix them together in a little petri dish, yeah, in a, in a, in in a, a bowl, and it's actually like a big tray, yeah. And they fertilize them all, and then they let but them. It's a tricky thing, actually. And the, no, the, it but is. But the eggs from the time they leave the female, and this is stupid trivia for. You listeners, sorry, but the eggs only have about a minute and a half, two minutes yep. while they're available to be fertilized. So you have to sit there on a boat with both, you know, male and female and time everything just right. You yeah. know, a little candle, small this was glass all, of wine. This was yeah. actually yeah, all yeah, done. Nice, yeah, <laughs> Barry White playing in the background. Yeah. yeah, this was all done in a building, though, like in tanks. So we weren't like we, we, we'd collect them from the holding ponds. Yeah. And they get transported. And it all happened in a building and very, unru- you know, like just... Yeah, no, it's scientific. scientific. It's, it's, you know, let's look at the chart. And, and if we got 1.3 per milliliter here, then we actually have, it was, you know, 17,000. It was eggs. really cool, though. I mean, we were, I lived in, lived in Leadville, Colorado, which is 10,000 feet. So for the first month, I felt like I was dying because I came from sea level. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my yeah. boss is like, he's like, kid, you're, you know, you're, you're 10,000 10, feet. So yeah. Don't worry. Take, you're just high. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 <laughs> You'll get used yeah. to it, man. Um, you know, but that, that, that job, like, I mean, my part of my job was actually go fish a mountain and get all, uh, you know, fish all the way up to the mountain lake at the top, 14,000 feet and see what's in it. And wow. Like we do that a couple of weekends and it was cool. You gave that up for block Island. I gave that up. I came here and, and, uh, uh you know, I started. That's what started. Like that's what started a very all, long yeah. list of di- various things. Well, know, let's like, keep going down yeah. the list. So, so you, it, it was you know recreation department. But in the interim, I was doing work with Lois Bendokas and Bo with the Shellfish Commission. They had some um, um, programs going on that they were experimenting with in, in Cormorant Cove, and then um, the the still working for the Harbors Department um, part time in the in the summers then nick mass ended up leaving uh i became the recreation director they just made the whole department full-time right um i worked a lot with uh, mary jane balzer who was kind of the mentor of the whole program with me and she had a lot of experience with ymcas um that she has a big background with ymcas um so we modeled a lot of that uh, she's she's in my top five people that i know that get things done Totally no, yeah. she's definitely she in my gets top it five. done. She's in my top. Yeah, like, yeah, she's one of my favorite people. Yeah. actually, and and very, she's done a lot more for Block Island than I think anybody, anybody knows. ever knows. Yeah, and no she, idea. She has no. She doesn't want. She doesn't care if anybody knows. Nope. And that's you know that's great. No, she's. You'll um, ask you. You'll be like, oh, you did such a great job on those housing that housing for the you know affordable houses for the community. And she's like, yeah, yeah, great. But let's move on. I want to talk about that. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. She's, already, she's on yeah, the next right. thing. She I mean, if it, even she go was, back and rehash. She's you know she's responsible for the house that I lived in. I, I live in now. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and it was her. It was she basically told me didn't didn't ask me like I was last on the list. My name came up. She called me up. She's like, by the way, you're buying this house. It wasn't. Yeah. Do you want this? She's, yeah. But you're buying this house. She took out the whole thought process yeah. that she knew you were eventually going to come to yeah. that conclusion. That's how she is. Yeah. She's she jumps five steps ahead and says, "Get go to yeah. the bank." Just get. Yeah. And know, she's right. Yeah. She, she knows. She, 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 she knows. Yeah. She's five steps ahead. Yeah. Um, so when did 
you buy that? When did you purchase your house? That was in 2000. 2000, okay. Yeah. And, and were I, you... I was recreation director still. Okay. Um, and then that was that job was, was great because there was a lot of programs that, that existed, but then we were allowed, you know, we were allowed to, when I say we, it's basically me, allowed to experiment with different programming and, and what the community want. And I was... It was, uh, you know, we had a, at the time we had a pretty big volleyball, winter volleyball league. There was oh, yeah. as many as eight teams and it was, it, that was a, you know, I didn't know a damn thing about volleyball, but I had to learn to referee volleyball. I had, you know. I didn't yeah. either, but I played. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Was, well, and the nice fun. thing about Block Island too is there's plenty of beach volleyball players in the summer. So, yeah. I mean, it's like. And this was, this was, you know, I mean, it was a, it was, a, it was the whole, whole community. I mean, you had everybody there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a wide variety you of had characters. All those, the different businesses would sponsor the teams, and it was, it was fun. We'd have a little banquet at the end, and, you know. I had Fliv Clark on my team. Yep. You know, it was Fliv Clark, <laughs> uh, Debbie and Freddie. I th- and that, I think that program was actually started by, um, Goody, Tony Gutierrez, uh, Marsha's, Marsha's, oh, yeah, yeah. I think he was instrumental in that. And the URI vo- women's volleyball team used to come over and do a little in- instructional. And you were instrumental in setting that. Well, uh, yeah, up. that was a program that we kind of took over and expanded on. And, um, you know, I was the referee. So, you know, you have the, you know, like Cliff McGinnis screaming his freaking head off. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, again, I'm like 26 and I'm looking at this guy like, I don't know him yeah. from anybody. Uh, I'm like, uh. He's towering over you. <laughs> but, Very serious. You know, we had, we, we started like a K through two basketball program, which was really fun. And women's basketball was a blast. We, you know, <laughs> you know, you had like Annie Hall and Rosemary, Rosemary Tobin, who play, I think played in high school. Oh, yeah. Um, was really excited about it. <laughs> And, I wouldn't want to go we, up against Rosemary and in the we, paint. And we had the the high school girls team would we divided up the high school girls team on each of these teams to help. And uh, I remember like tip off first game inaugural season. Rosemary goes up for the tip off and she dislocates her shoulder. Oh. and is out. And on I was the like, first tip off, oh, like tip we off have not even game? played a minute. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. I felt yeah, it was awful. It was awful. Especially if it was me, I'd be like, thank God. You know, but she yeah, was yeah. probably so passionate. Oh, and it, it, a while as recreation director, I was also the athletic director for a little while up at the school. Okay. Um and what's and, what's wild is, you know, you talk about you, you, these dates, you know, for our listeners sound so what do you mean you formed and got rolling on a recreation department in nineteen ninety whatever? Block Island's just always been four. Yeah. you know, it's taken a while to get yeah, people to acknowledge it, and also, it, what what year was it? I think it was ninety four yeah. or five. And I think in the early eighties, the school population was still very small here. I, I think it doubled yeah, in the in that did. decade between yeah. like eighty four. When I was AD, I think we had one hundred and thirty kids. Right, but I think probably ten or fifteen years earlier, there's probably only seven. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So the, it it was again right with the times. Like this needs to happen because we're about we're doubling our population right. of kids. And also, there were already programs out there like the volleyball program that that could have been expanded on and and you yeah. know it, you know like indoor soccer that was another one that I loved I loved indoor soccer we used to put them all in the old gym put all the parents up on the stage behind the net and watch the kids like take pops at them <laughs> <laughs> um you know and and and, and it, no it was just good fun we had it was um so when did you become harbor master? So I was assistant harbor master 
the four harbor master and that uh, you know the dates it, it all it's all a big jumble there's so many yeah but I, I exact i think um i want to say 2000 2002 okay. somewhere in there around there and i was the assistant to larry constantine who's a great guy great boss uh we love them and how was your time as harbor master? How because we uh, we harbor master was was um, I think four years later, and that lasted I think six years. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell us a little bit about that job. That yeah. job's a great job. It's it's your so you got to understand. I, I've been on the water since 1991 every summer, pretty much. When I was a recreation director, I had to take time off, but I was still doing um, old port launch at night. You know, you know, everybody out here, the, 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 even with a full-time job, you're still doing Right. It. Everyone's You're doing, hustling. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a hustle. Yep. Yeah. Especially um, in the summer. Yeah. It's hard to say no when you're young and I you're- know. And, and li- our, I mean, I look back at like, we used to get up at seven, go to work. Yeah. You know, we'd work until seven. Sometimes we do, you know, I do a late night on Old Port till 1 a.m. and then get up and do it again. Or we'd go out and, you know, and that like- and then uh, you go to the after we, hours yeah. until two thirty three. Get was, four hours with of a bunch sleep. of URI college yeah. basketball. You know, or if yeah, you yeah. Volleyball, <laughs> yeah. The, volleyball with team. the women's. Yeah, Chris shows up to the beach fires with like the whole entire URI women's volleyball that team. Would've, that would have been something. Uh, um, the uh, you know, it's, or we go you know, or we fish till three in the morning. My favorite. Yeah, yeah, I, I always say, and maybe I've said it already on the show, that summer on Block Island for workers is like. You remember the old game show where you got in the glass booth and the money was blown yes. around and you had like a minute yeah, yeah, to yeah, grab yeah, as yeah, much yeah, as you yeah. can. Yeah. And I always felt like that's it. You could yeah. you, you could be done with a fourteen hour day and still be like, well, I can make another hundred fifty bucks, bucks yeah. if I just if I go just bounce over at work the door, yeah, or somewhere. Yeah, like, yeah. And and that work ethic was everywhere. Everyone yeah. had everybody yeah. had it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like it was uh, you hustled. You yeah. Know? I mean, it didn't matter if you like, you know, we'd throw two slices of pizza down our throat for dinner and then we'd go yeah, get the next job, you right. know, like whatever. And, and uh, I think a lot of people I know use that as a travel mechanism. They 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 figure work double time for six months and yes. then yeah. get to go enjoy the, the other and six months. And a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the kids do that now. Yeah. yeah. You know, like and I now. mean, when you're in your early twenties and you can go crash on someone's floor and yeah. in Colorado and go snowboarding or skiing right. and do all that and right. you don't care and you can live on yeah. a couple slices of pizza. Small prison great. stay in Bangladesh. Yeah. You know, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever, you whatever, whatever you floats your boat. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Should, yeah, definitely. You shouldn't try and smuggle MDMA into Bangladesh, by the way. No, no, no. no. Um, it's frowned So the, the harbor's department was the, the harbor master's job. I mean, I love the job. I love the people in the harbor. We we were based out of the boat basin. Um, it was just, it was good. It was uh, the people that come in, you see the same, I'd say 90% of the people that, at the time. Yeah. We, we you'd get them on a schedule. You knew that so-and-so was coming in August with their boat for two weeks. Like, you just wait to see him. It was like seeing old friends yeah. all summer yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the pump, you know, running the pump out boat, same thing, seeing old friends all summer long, um, even at the marinas. Um, so yeah, the, it's, it's, it's its own world. It really is. Like we were, I, it, it sounds funny to be like isolated new Harbor. Like we were new Harbor bound. Like I never, you know, yeah, you never I had over. to go to old Harbor yeah. to, to visit John Calhoun for, it had all the socialization, it had everything you needed. Everything oh, was Captain there. John Calhoun. Yeah, There's a good John? name yeah, drop. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, he was my neighbor. Patty and I lived in an apartment. So He's John Calhoun, 
back when I was young, he was old, and he was the <laughs> he was yeah. the harbor master, the full beard. If you put the yellow hat on him, he looked just like the gorgeous, gorgeous fisherman. fisherman. Yeah, you know? really. Yeah. yeah, and he always had. I think it was a Moore cigarette. So, yeah, that brown on. like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can tell by his mustache, yeah. Yeah, where, which corner he smoked <laughs> yeah, it out of. Yeah. Speaking, and he, and he always had a girlfriend who was like twenty years younger than him. And he uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, chicks are into salty I fishermen. I think yeah. the boat he he used to run the ginger. I thought it was a ginger. Wasn't the name of the boat ginger? Yeah, charter yeah. boat out of here and yeah. Yeah, John, he was a great guy. He was a great guy too. And you were fishing this. You've been fishing your whole life. Or I know. I, I've. I wouldn't say I was fishing my whole life, but everywhere I've lived, I grew up in a Navy family, military family. My dad was in the Navy. We moved, I think before the age of 16, I moved. He was a career Navy guy. 80, eight, eight or nine times. And where where did you live? Where have, where have you lived? So we went, I was born in Newport. We went to Tennessee for a short stint for some type of training. Then we went to Japan and then we went to California, Alameda, California. Shithole, don't go. Um, <laughs> How long were you in Japan? There's a for? shout out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend Japan. Japan, I was, I was uh, when Star Wars came out, I remember. Like, 77. Yeah, you know why? Because Luke Skywalker went to the high school my mom taught at and uh, Mark Hamill. Really? And he went to the high school in Japan where my mother taught. Did your mom teach? She Mark taught uh, beauty school. <laughs> your mom she, she cut taught yeah. beauty school in Japan. in Japan. In Japan at the American high school on the base. Oh, so and his why? dad was a I am, Navy I'm assuming guy. so, yeah. but I remember he came and he's like like he I But he wasn't I learning. Never met him. He wasn't learning beauty school. No, he okay. was already a star. And how was how he? Years? Yeah. Was this he? was when they released Star Wars on the Navy, on the military base. Yeah. He came out to this high school because he went there. Oh my god. Yeah, it was cool. That's crazy. Wow. How many years did you live in Japan? 3. And they in and, and and I don't have a very good memory. Let me just I just have a <laughs> shitty memory, but I remember. Excellent. I remember very clear. Japan, very. It was. It was a. It was an excellent experience. Yeah. It was a great experience, and I remember like when my grandparents. You know, my my grandfather grew up during the war. You know, like. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, living yeah. And, and, and and now you're yeah, and yeah. um when my grandparents came out, I remember him being like, I'm not gonna say enamored, but very like this is cool. You know. Wow. Um. They they came for a visit. Yeah. No. It was Japan was uh. A fantastic experience. Um, definitely on my list. It, I definitely. It's all. It's on ours. We're going. Uh, it's. I want to go back, but I want to go. I want to go ski Japan. Like go ah, skiing in Japan. Yeah. But, but we lived in, in Japan. I haven't. Yeah. yeah. It's some of the best. I, I don't really in the know world. much about Japan. Best powder skiing in the world. Supposedly. I mean. But I lived oh, in Yakuska. Fuji is Yakuska and Yokohama is yeah. Mount Fuji's okay. there. Yeah, okay. You're right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's Japan. <laughs> so then, uh, oh. but you end up coming back. So, but when the when did the fishing start for you? Fishing. So I've always fished. Meaning, in wherever I lived, I would go fishing, and my and it, most of it was freshwater. So, mm -hmm. did you club dolphins when you lived in Japan? No, they were seals. Okay. Um, good. Yeah. Good. I'm kidding. <laughs> of course. Hate mail. Um. The uh, <laughs> my sister will be at the top of that. You did club I can't seals. <laughs> She's gonna hate you no matter what you say. So. True. Um, uh, when did you get bit but by I, a bug? But in when we went back to Newport when I was sixteen, I worked at um, marinas in the summer, and I just started fishing Newport Harbor, and uh, that was where saltwater really kicked in. And then I moved out here, and now they drop me off at the Coast Guard station. Yeah, and say this is where you're living, and. I mean, I'm right there. Your your front I yard. I literally would lift my window up in the morning at four o'clock. Listen, if I heard fish because you hear them. Yeah, I'd go fish. Oh yeah, yeah. 
It so was the, spoiled, right? And and and, oh and Charleston Beach was like yeah, nobody was, yeah, there, right? It was like it was just yeah. awesome. And we and you know I I met a couple. Got Mark North Mark North up and and my buddy Chris Ben and Moose. We call Moose. They I fished with them a lot, and they actually taught me. Both of them taught me how to fly fish when I was twenty two. I think. Now I'll throw up some pics on uh, social media for this episode, but for those of you who may not know it, the Coast Guard Station is currently owned by the town. I don't know if it was back then or not. The state. Got sick of maintaining it, had no need for it. They still have a, a property out here with a Coast Guard do station in the summer, but it sits right at the outlet, uh, the inner entrance to the channel to New Harbor, New where, Harbor, where right. Chris was a harbor master. And yeah. it just sits right literally on the water. You could stand on the lawn and catch stripers. Yeah. You can catch fluke, yeah. mackerel, you know, all this stuff. So go ahead. I, it was, I just have it to was, keep people yeah, it was, into uh, visualizing what we're talking about. Um, yeah, I, it's iconic. It's an iconic building. Like, Amazing. You, 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 yeah. It's in the town does um, run the facility now and they use it for summer housing. And so then how long until you started chartering? And so I, I, I started doing shore guiding. So guiding people from the shore, I think it was in 98 with um oceans and ponds and i did that i didn't do that very long because like shore guiding was basically like like a tour like yeah, this is where you yeah. should fish like it just this does unless you're going at night which is has insurance issues like oh yeah you know shore guiding is like it turned into like this is how you should fish this area at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. So right. come back in, in 12 hours. And right. And you do that, not to jump ahead, but you do that from the shop now. People yeah. come in and they'll get advice on what to use. We don't, yeah, we do and, no shore guiding because it's, yeah, no. I, I, we're, we're not going to, you know, like I just, it just felt it's like. It's such a small place. It's easy to tell them. Go down is. to the and channel also, at sunrise you know, and the Benita are biting. 400 bucks to take you out for four hours on the beach when you're not, the chances of, like, yeah. I just felt like. No, like just later you get yeah. the 400 bucks are pulling their Jeep out of the sand. because yeah. They're stuck at Charleston. Yeah. Well, we had that. We had that side arrangement. Um, <laughs> yeah. We got a cut of that. Um, yeah. Just slow, you know. <laughs> um, so 2000 and that I, I did that for a couple of years and then 2000, I think I got my first boat and kind of just jumped into it. And there were a couple other guides. Um, well, Mark Northup guide guided a little bit. He worked for uh, John Sweaten. <clears throat> He's, um, he, he's the son of uh, Ed and Wendy Northup. Yeah, on okay. the on the um, east side. I'm um, friends with his brother. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, nice family. Good, fa- great, great, great family. people. And great then people. when did you decide you're gonna? You're like, hey, I got a boat. I got my captain's license. 2002. I, I, 2002 was when you. The opportunity came up to for the space, and I was like, all right, this is what I wanted. Where Bi was, Fish Works is was now. right next to Dead Eyes, actually. Oh, really? That building was right next to that. Yeah, it used to be an ice cream shack. Used to be everything. Well, yeah. I remember that, when that, we were kids, it was an ice cream shack. It was ice yeah. cream. It was. My buddy was, Kyle Lang got the first job there scooping. I think scooping it, ice it's cream. been moved a couple of times. I don't know. It's I It bet. was cool. Yeah. It's a cool little shack. It's a shack. And yeah. when you open it, did, was has it always been called Block Island Fishworks? It's always been called Block Island Fishworks since I've had it in 2002. Yeah. Okay. So you hung your shingle out. Now, did it, did you start doing charters right away or did you just open it first as like a bait and tackle shop? It was, or? it was. Initially, uh, heavily on the fly fishing, and then it just morphed into a, just a tackle shop. Um, and I would do, you know, trips early morning. So I, you know, I'd go do early morning, five to nine o'clock, work the rest of the day, had a couple of good kids working in the shop. Um, so it was, it was, it, it's just morphed over the years into what we have now. I yeah. think in 2014, we had to move the building, the, um, the Ranowski's Jessica, 
and they called me and she's you know, they wanted to do some work over there they were taking over the building they've they've owned that piece of property yeah and asked you know we'll you know we'll give you the building would you they're like, hey, can you get the shit shack off <laughs> yeah. our fucking property, please? Yeah. yeah. You know, and I was so Oh, you can keep doing what you're doing, just not just not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is a this is a like a, you know, your your classic like block island way. And I found a place for the building, yeah. Carol. And yeah. and literally I think it was Mike Ernst picked the thing up. Oh, or yeah. no, it was I'm sorry, it was uh Mike Ernst moved it the first time so they could do the work. Then Ken Lacoste went over with his forklift. It was. F- I didn't take a thing off the shelf. Yeah, it was fully stocked. The store, yeah. the shop was fully stocked. Fully stocked. Fully stocked. <laughs> the two kids that worked there were still in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hang on, kids. We picked it up and put it on a. It might have been one of Mike's trailers or or Andy Transit. I can't remember. Put it on one of those big yeah. trailers. I had six guys with like. In case it started toppling, like ready to stick something under it, right? We we drove it down the road and put it where it is. Like I already had, I already had, you know, I got the permits to put the pilings in, and you got hurricane ties and all. You know, Mark Mark Tilson guided me through all that. We we dropped it where it is, just plopped it down, plopped it, and there it is. There it is. (laughs) Great. That is a true block island. Like that's how it goes out here. You want to start, you figure out a way to just make it happen. And you call up your friends and you're like, hey, help me move my store. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, like Joe Coons from the boat basin and like like just the crew, like the crew that we had. It was funny. And you always have to judge that first guy, though, that looks goes, oh, yeah, we can do this. No problem. I think we had somebody there. (laughs) like, And there's always that one guy that knows better how you should do it. I'm going to go get coffee while you guys do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was. And so you're coming up on 20 years. You're 20th anniversary pretty soon. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Kind of crazy when you say it that way. And yeah, yeah, I know. Right. And you're uh, you've one thing I I admire you for is that uh, you've done so well with your merchandising. I Mm. think. you, yeah. you know, your, your fish work, your logos yeah. are always cool. You've got great swag, great yep. hats and all that stuff. Thanks. Um, yeah. And, um, thank you for the free hats. You you always give me yeah. the one you're wearing right yeah, now. Actually, yeah. yeah. Chris is wearing a Fishworks hat. It's a black on black, the black yeah. logo on the black hat. Yeah. And at the beginning of every season, you always come up, you're like, here's your hat for the yeah. season. Yeah. And then I wear the shit out of it until <laughs> it falls <laughs> off my head. I love this shirt that has the striper that looks like the American flag. Yeah, so yeah, that's the stars a good one. and yeah. stripes. So the stars yeah, yeah. are by the head, and yeah. then it's all yeah. That, that's that's a very fish. popular one. I bet that's a it's a cool shirt. It is. Yeah. And then at yeah. some point, Hank Hewitt comes into your life. Hank oh. Hewitt. Uh, um, what did he? I, I again, I can't remember the well, year. We but got it was probably st- like five years ago. Yeah. And yeah, I listened to it. That's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I knew Hank's story before. You know, like he started showing up, and I'm immediately I'm like, I'm who's this guy? Like, you know, like, and you, you, and it's easy to get the backstory out here. And, and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. And, and Ravi Banerjee, um, who worked for me for years, like since he was like young, um, I used to house watch for them. They got the equivalent of your tackle shop in the basement. Well, yeah. Oh, I know give that out. Don't go around no, his I know. house, but I, I know yeah. he was into it. Like he building was, yeah. lures and, yeah. you know, yeah. doing all that stuff. Um, very same personality with Hank. You know, like yeah. as far as like, you know, f- like always thinking Just of a new brains. mousetrap. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so what year did you guys, I forget, it wasn't long ago, not too many, or maybe it is, and I just can't remember. When did when did you guys purchase the Harley? Harley was, we purchased Harley, 
um, five years ago. Five years ago, and then ca- uh, Hank got his captain's license. So he, yeah, so the, now the, you're running. The story books. with Harley is is you know we used to book trips out of the shop when I first opened. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to open too, is because there was a big island contingency out here of not big, but there was a there's a handful of guys out here that chartered, and they weren't, in my opinion, getting necessarily represented well. Like you know, and so when we opened the shop. We got a list of guys, local guys, um, that chartered, and we would give them, re- you know, that was the reference, or yeah. we booked a trip for them. Yeah. And so you're you like know, a booking agent yeah. for a fishing charter. And yeah. um, then that just turned into just references because you, you know, yeah, you're like I have no, control, I have no yeah. control yeah. over quality, right? Like, you, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. and at the end of the, you know, over the years, I just. It, it turned into why not just get a boat that we can take six people fishing on, you know? Yeah. yeah. And we'll do the light tackle and then we'll come in and we'll do a, a, a six person trip. Who are, who are some of the other fishermen out here that you respect that you really look um, at and you go, that guy, that guy know, or that woman. Knows well, Matt, Matt King's been doing a lot of hula charters, yep. you know, back when I first got started, Mitch Shagnon, who was, um, he's related to the Sears surf hotel back mm, in the day. Okay. Um, he ran the Sakarak, Billy Gould on the G Willie Make It. Uh, I used uh, to go out know, with him like, a lot. Those yeah. those old timers, those two old timers are Billy Gould had the um had his system dialed in. He trolled umbrella rigs that he made. Yes. That and he he'd use downriggers like with mono line. Like I, I had respect for what he did. I don't have respect for the guys that troll wireline. <laughs> I can't do I don't <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't yeah. subscribe, subscribe. I've never to, done that. Subscribe to yeah. that methodology. But can you explain what that is for our listeners? So, so what Bill Billy Gould did is is he would troll for striped bass and blues, and and he would use a a, a downrigger, which is basically a, a a lead ten pound lead ball on a cable that you would lower down to a certain depth, and your fishing line would go to a clip on that lead ball, and when a fish hit the lure that you were trolling it would release and then you'd fight the fish. Yeah. It's like the Whereas, opposite of the kite. Right. Yeah. Whereas wire line, the fishing line you're using is made out of wire. Wire. And that is the weight that gets it down. Right. And so you have to get down, I think it's like for every 100 feet of wire, you get down 10 feet. So if you want to troll at 30 feet, you have to put 300 feet of wire out. And then you have to reel that 300 feet of wire in with a fish on the end of it. And a lot of times they don't even stop the boat. So it's, you know, because if you stop the boat, then the wire will drag the, you know. And the other, oh. the one that doesn't have a fish on it sinks to the bottom. Yeah. Gotcha. It's so, it's just, you the, know. Yeah. The motion of the boat wants, whatever you're dragging behind the boat, the motion makes it want to come to the surface. Yeah. Oh, you know, I so the, yeah, uh, the downrigger. So you, you stop the boat yeah. and you have two lines out. One's going to the bottom while you right. fight. With, mm-hmm. with, with Bill, the, you yeah. know, one would come in and you'd fight the fish on the other that was his method. He was very good at it. Everybody kind of had their, had their niche. Mitch, my my uncle we came a couple of years ago. My uncle would come out. and We do a fishing charter with uh, yeah. G Willie Make It, and you know the guy he never missed a beat. You could tell he'd been asked every single question. Absolutely. My uncle goes and don't <laughs> laugh at this in case my uncle listens. My uncle goes, I heard there's certain propellers that make a you know a, a rhythm that attracts the fish to that boat, and G Willie goes, Oh yeah, we got that. <laughs> And went dead, dead serious. It's the silliest thing I've ever heard of. Dead serious, and goes right back to the helm. That was a, probably the only thing he said the whole he, trip. Yeah, because yeah. he would he would only yell at the first mate, like tell him what to do. Generally, didn't you know? Yeah, you know. Well, and he and he 
you know, he's he was he was good at what he did. And 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 Mitch Mitch gave me the best piece because when I opened the shop, I approached Mitch and I said, "Hey, do you want me to you know book for you, or do you want me to give you referrals?" And yeah, we had a conversation, and and uh, he said he gave me you know we would just talk about charter fishing. He gave me the best piece of advice, which was is you're not in the fishing industry, you're in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. That's like, right. He's like, you know, and he said, there's a difference. So he's like, you got to keep that in mind. And, there, and, and those words of always. Good thing you hired Hank. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like, no. <laughs> not that you're not entertaining. No, no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> like, I'll agree he's not. <laughs> it's the same uh, in a lot of businesses, the restaurant business. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, yeah. you know, the experience, whether I'm working the door at Nick's or whether I'm, right. you know, my own restaurant and tables. You could have great food, but if there's no sort of comfort feeling there, you know what yeah. I mean. If people yeah. want to, people want to have a good time. Yeah, they have a good time. Yeah. They don't want just a good meal, and they don't want to just catch fish. They want to have yeah. fun, right? And the thing is, even if they don't catch fish there's, for whatever reason, for whatever which I'm reason. sure doesn't happen very often, it doesn't, but it does, and 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 that's the you know, there's as long as they still had a good good time, and the that's ma- it. the vast majority of people that we take fishing understand that. I, I've yeah. I've been fishing with you a number of times. Yeah, your wife kicks your ass. Well, that's yes, <laughs> not just in fishing, wow. not just in fishing either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, however, there is one thing uh, my wife didn't know about because <laughs> we went out. We went out. Okay, we Chris and I have been we've been talking every summer. He's like, yeah, we got to go shark fishing. By the way, we do catch and release. We yeah. go, we catch blues, and then look at them, bring them up to them, let them go. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to go shark fishing. So we finally, I don't know, eight, it was, eight years ago, yeah. get out there. We go, we're halfway between Block Island and Montauk. We, we get to the spot. We stop the boat. Lines go in the water, hanging out there for maybe 15, 20 minutes. Nothing's happening. Nothing. Yeah. We got the right, we got fresh bait. We got everything. We got everything. Conditions yep. are perfect. perfect. Yeah. And so we're sitting there and it's just, we're bobbing up and down. And Katie's like, oh, I'm going to uh, have a snack. Does anybody want anything? Chris like, what you got? Katie goes, oh, you know, I got some chips. I got a couple sandwiches. I got bananas. She pulls oh. out. A th- Katie, Chris yeah. freaks out. He goes, what? What? Get the banana. Throw them overboard. Throw them overboard. Katie's looking yeah. at Chris like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Chris didn't even explain. He's like, throw the bananas overboard right now. You're thinking severe allergy. I yeah. don't know. And, and Katie's like, uh, okay. So, so she, she just throws the bananas overboard. Literally, the bananas hit the water. Count to three. One, two, three. Three, all three lines go. Yeah. We're like, yeah. whoa! Yeah. So, like, we start reeling in, yeah. and we're looking. So, at yeah, sharks. Katie's reeling one, Mark's reeling one in, yeah. Jeff, my wife's reeling. One in. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm taking a video. The you bad see, luck of bananas. Take a video, you see the bunch of bananas floating by. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so we didn't. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. this. So That's we finally a, yeah. we get we get the we get the sharks up. We we let them go. We're back now. We're you know rebating yeah. the lines, and we're like, what the hell just happened? What what yeah. what's with the banana thing? And I we didn't know, and Katie didn't know. Well, it's that's bad it, luck to bring it, bananas it, on a fishing trip. Yeah, that's back. Mm-hmm. That's a I think that dates back to like the Triangle Trade era. You know, the rum slaves that that era. Like I don't even know what when was that? That was a long time ago. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. they. It was. They didn't have outboard it, motors. I think. Then. I think it was a. Um, what do I look like? A NASCAR scientist yeah. here? I don't know. <laughs> Two things. It was <laughs> like shipments of bananas. Um, the the boats that ship bananas tended to explode because as they rotted, they produced methane. I think it is or some oh. gas. I was going to say it's got kind of something then, to do with. The and bananas. then the other thing is there was a spider. Uh, that, yeah, that was going to be my a, next. A guess. spider that yes. would um, that 
lived in the banana trees and been and yep. as I understand it, it still and, happens today. And that yeah. would, you know, your crew would drop dead because they yeah. were bit by a spider. Like in the Harry Belafonte song, Deo. Yeah. 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 So that's mm-hmm. how that, I think that's their origin of that. But I will say that's happened more often than like, but I, I mean, went fishing. I've never we, been yeah. in a situation. Now, I'm not a superstitious yeah, that's person. That's what you said. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> but I've never been in a situation where something has like happened that inst. Well, actually, there's been a couple. But. That instantaneously, yeah, it was amazing. It was I, crazy, it and it was me out. it was more than fifteen minutes. Like we were there for at least an hour and a half, and then we didn't uh-huh. even, we didn't get a bite. And I'm like, all right. And then, and then Katie the bana- went to go make some cocktails, and then the bananas she pulled came those out. out. Oh, my God. Was like, hmm. All right, that was if amazing. It, if it was fifteen minutes, I wouldn't have been like. I got a theory that bananas just attract fish, so yeah. maybe. Oh, believe me, it's, it's yeah. maybe <laughs> throw a banana overboard. There's a whole. The I think there's like, a whole what? Instagram page well, dedicated if, to fishing with bananas. Do you smell potassium? Because yeah. yeah. I do, Larry. <laughs> Let's go get some. Well, imagine if you had one of those motors that attract the fish and bananas. We then got that. Now you're really. I'm gonna invent a lure yeah. that looks just like a bunch of bananas. We got that. Hanging over the. You got. Oh yeah, we got. We got just like the propeller. We got that. Either way, to your point, it was. It was that was. When you say fishing is, you know, you're in the entertainment business. Yeah. That was one of the, one of the most entertaining yeah. afternoons I've ever had. Oh yeah, we it saw some great. dolphins. We saw whale. Whales. The yeah, whale. Yeah, the yeah. tail yeah. came. No, it was. It was. It's beautiful on the water, and that's, you know, that's. I think one of my favorite, th- probably the the most favorite thing about living here is the you know getting on a boat at five a.m. and seeing the sunrise when I know pretty much everybody that's watching the same thing. Like I can. There's a handful of people that are up that early on the water. Yeah. You know, I could see them. You know, there's Moose, there's Keith. There's, yeah. You know, some of the views of Block Island from the water, you know, yeah. when you're, when you're even, especially if you're in close to, like, yeah. if you're just doing like, see something you know, new every year, 100 yeah. yards offshore, trying to fish the reef. And if you're out rock. there when the leaves are off the trees and off the bushes, it's a whole, you yeah. see a lot more, you know, yeah. but yeah. yeah, it's, well, you definitely will always have a great time fishing with, Chris and Block Island Fish Works, and thank you for being a sponsor this year of our yeah. podcast. Oh, my pleasure, we really appreciate it. Oh, my and, pleasure, uh, believe me. Speaking of sponsors, we uh, we should probably take a little break and check in with some of them. All right, let's do it. Captain Nick's Rock and Roll Bar is Block Island's premier night spot and live music venue, bringing only the best in summertime entertainment since 1976. If you're looking for good times, friendly people, and zero attitude, stop by and check us out right across from the grocery store. Monday nights are still groovy, so dress in your 70s best for disco night. Then get ready to sing along on Tuesdays and Wednesdays with Neil Haven's Dueling Pianos. Friday and Saturday nights, Captain Nick's features the best cover, party, and tribute bands in New England. And don't miss the legendary Captain Nick's Sunday Fun Day with Young Guns from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Captain Nick's is proud to feature its new food menu seven days a week from 4.30 to close, which means late night grub until 12.30 a.m., seven days a week. Captain Nick's is proud to feature its new food menu seven days a week from 4.30 to close, which means late night grub until 12.30 a.m., seven days a week. Lunch served Thursday through Sunday at noon. And if you're looking for the island's best mudslide, Nick's is also the spot for afternoon fun when you come off the beach with great acoustic entertainment outside on the deck. Captain Nick's Rock and Roll Bar, 34 Ocean Avenue, right across from the Block Island Grocery. Visit CaptainNicksBI.com. Hey, Mark, who are you most excited to see this summer at Captain Nick's? I always love the Blushing Brides, the Rolling Stones tribute band. You almost feel like you're looking at the real Mick Jagger. 
a real diamond of Dodge Street, the Darius Inn is truly a slice of heaven. Sisters Christy and Becca Zent have brought this historic 1800s building into its newest life as the Darius Inn. Their eye for design is second only to their warm and friendly roles as hosts. The clean and tastefully decorated accommodations at the Darius have something to offer every lifestyle. You can step out your door onto your own street-level deck and people watch for hours, or maybe you prefer to be away from the action in one of the tranquil hiding spots on the property. Either way, you simply can't beat the location. Ferries, shops, restaurants, and beaches are literally just steps away. Oh, and the breakfast is the bomb, fresh and delicious every morning. You can hear the story of the Zent Sisters in the Darius Inn, Season 1, Episode 12 of our Two Guys on Block Island podcast. To book a stay or learn more about all the Darius has to offer, check out the Darius Inn at DariusBlockIsland.com. Rich, you know what I love about the Darius is that it has its own sense of style. Oh, yeah. It's it's groovy. It's groovy. And it's not just sailboats and lighthouses at the Darius. No. And, you know, I'm a little bit of a foodie. And I love that they put their heart and soul into the breakfast. It's all fresh, homemade stuff. You know, it's just great. You can taste the love. You can. But remember, you got to be a guest to have yeah, the breakfast. Yeah, found that out the hard way. All right, let's talk food, my favorite subject. So Eli's Restaurant fired up its culinary magic back in 1994. And today, Chef Erica Monet continues to delight the palate with some of the island's most remarkable dishes. I love the tuna nachos, and they make an arugula salad with seared goat cheese that's making me hungry just thinking about it. Everything is crafted with local, fresh ingredients. The menu changes throughout the season, always offering new temptations for your taste buds. Order a bottle of wine from their amazing wine list or try a Rosarita. Or how about a fever tree dark and stormy? Yeah, you know what? What the heck? Get one of each. Whatever your poison, Eli's selection of cocktails and wines will delight. Owners Brad and Ann Marthens and Rosemary Tobin, along with the rest of the staff, truly make Eli's a place that feels warm and welcoming. Most of Eli's staff have been there for a long time, and that says to me they love what they do, and trust me, it shows. Eli's has a long season and serves culinary delights from March right into November. They open back up for a special New Year's Eve dinner, too. Until COVID subsides, they ask if you could please make reservations. Treat yourself to a meal to remember. So start with a visit to Eli's website, elisblockisland.com. I absolutely love the food at Eli's, and I'm going to let you in on a little insider tip, Rich. Let me have it. Sit at the bar. Oh, yeah. I love sitting at the bar. It's this cozy little corner, and it's just so much fun. So you say you want some local color. You know, the real Block Island. The kind of place where you can belly up to the bar and chat it up with some real live locals. Sounds like you need to head over to Club Soda, located beneath the High View on Connecticut Avenue. The Club Soda crew are purveyors of fine food, free advice, and magical elixirs. Put on your thinking cap for trivia night on Mondays at 9 o'clock with half-price wings all night. Tuesday night karaoke and Wednesday night musical bingo are a ton of fun. On Thursday and Friday nights, Club Soda features its acoustic showcases, and on Saturdays, some of the island's best live entertainment jams the night away. Treat yourself to an authentic Block Island experience. Visit Club Soda for a great time. All you have to do is sit back, relax, and soak in the scene. Visit Club Soda online at clubsodabiri.com or call at 401-466-5397. I don't know about you, but I've had some great nights there. You know what, Rich? I've heard that I had a great time at Club Soda. They got pool tables and a jukebox cranking out some tunes and it's just a fun crowd and you know what else i love that little ring toss game they have you know the ring thing where you kind of swing it on the uh, the ring on a string the ring on a string yeah it's pretty cool all right so uh we've talked about your fishing and your early days and and some of that stuff now uh you've always been involved with the town in one way or another um 
but yeah, at no, yeah, some yeah. point your involvement starts ramping up. Well, I mean, since I first moved out here, I, I've done, let's just say volunteerism, you know, with the shellfish commission I've done, I've worked with the lion. I was the president of the lions club a couple of times. I think I was the secretary once. And then with town boards and commissions, I would, when I, left the town i went to the rec board i chaired the rec board for i still do actually yeah uh, <laughs> good um good to know you're yeah. not sure it no no like you just it, reminded it, yourself it, of that i'm just uh, am i still responsible am I still, for that oh, yeah. shit i knew i forgot something you know that's that's actually fun because gail hines who's been there since the inception of the whole recreation department is still there so i and i love working with her um she sits on the board um when did you do your first elected? Was your school committee your first elected School committee position? was the first elected position. And then that transitioned into, I can't remember if it was. Did you run unopposed? I don't know. That's probably a yes then. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably how I got there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it. So, barely got in. Yeah. So you enjoyed butting heads over uh, things so much on uh, one committee that you decided to run for town council at some point. Well, uh, yeah, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's necessarily butting heads a lot of the time. I'm like, baiting with, you with the school committee. I know you are. The school committee <laughs> was, um, you know, I, I tell, I, you know, we all have those friends that complain a lot, like they, you know. <laughs> Oh, chirp yeah. in your ear this that and the other i'm like well put yourself like get on a board get on a committee yes get or, your voice heard like, yep do I, it i try not to complain about anything unless i also have one or two solutions to offer well that's right. the other thing because it's easy to complain yeah because you know. exactly and that's yeah. so and that's the other question i'm not only get on a board but i'm like what's your solution and you know i know that i've tried to talk people into to sitting on a board or committee that and they just you know i understand why but they don't want to. I, I get it. Like, Why do you think they don't want to? It's just, it, I think it's, there's a, a line between business and, and like you said, I think in your first podcast was we all swim with the same school. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Out here. And, you know, a lot of people take offense if you don't agree with them or they take, they, they, they take it personally when it's not personal. It's yeah. Or they're not able to do it. Business like, do you, is business. Yeah. And, I mean, you have to it, sit down and you know, I, you know, I, I did eight years on the school. Committee, right. And you got to sit well, down you know, there and yeah. negotiate a contract right. for someone else's livelihood right. that you, that I don't want to say friends with, but you could be friends with them or, but at least you see them, Yeah, yeah. you know, and it's a, it's a school committee's no joke. I mean, I, it it's half the town budget, Yeah, you know, so you're spending half the town's money yeah. And you've got the similar dynamic as the town council, only in, it's just different groups. You, you've got the... Is it got, half the budget? I don't think it is. Well, 40%, yeah. something like that. It's very um, low by comparison to most towns. Yeah, like Leslie's like 88% um, of the budget goes to education. I mean, my wife, she's the chair of the school committee now. She's yeah. going, she goes through it. So mm -hmm. it's... it's I and mean, you sat there for eight years, and it's... I you're think, right. I think it was eight years, but yeah. And it's it's the same thing. In the, you're trying to do what's right for the children, right. what's good for the taxpayer, and keep everybody happy that works there at the same time and parents. So, and it's really, yeah. well, how hard could that be? Well, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, three, and, out of, three out of four ain't bad. Yeah. If yeah. you can keep three out of four of those yeah. parties yeah. happy, you're doing yeah. that. That's the best right. you can do. Yep. Um, in that, that transitioned into the town council when I think Alan McKay had to step down and, I th um, I don't know if Momo, I, I think I put my hat, my name in the hat and, 
I had the endorsement of a couple. I know Momo was one of them. Might have been Ken. Now, were you appointed to that position due to a vacancy, or did you have no? I I didn't get appointed. I think they ended up appointing because it needed to be a unanimous vote, and there was three people that were interested. And I think they can never make it. They, it was always a split, I think. Unanimous to find. Oh, so find, the four had to be the unanimous. The four had to be. There had to be a 4 vote, if I remember. I think it's Gary, hard to find four people on this island that like you, let alone. Yeah, I know. Well, that's <laughs> just it. I'm like, I'm like, I said, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, well, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> and and, and, I, and uh, I think what really, I think, um, you know, I can't remember who else was also interested. Anyway, it, it, we, I remember being, both of us at the meeting and we, neither one of us were appointed. And I don't know, with me, it was like, yeah, you have an ax to grind. We don't, I, I don't want you on here. And that's, that's what did it for me. It was like, I'm running. Like, that was it. Yeah. Like, you don't know, you, you're assuming I have an ax to grind. Right. You don't, you've never had a conversation with me about what I can do while, you know. Yeah. And that's what, um, that was kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm running. And, and, and when you did run, it was you and Andre Boudreaux ran I think I think it, at the same time, didn't I, you? Was it, I, were you both? We, I think, and I thought the only returning members from that, that year was Norris and Ken. I don't know if Martha was already there. I think Martha, I, and Andre, were the Martha three. came back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, right. And so it was funny because at that time, you and Andre were the quote-unquote the new blood, the young guys, yeah. right? You were the yeah. young at 50. Yeah. At, at close <laughs> well, to, I'm mid forties. Well, yeah. yeah mid forties. Yeah. But that's the thing you hear out here. You know, what I heard a lot was, you know, Oh, why don't a lot of the, you know, how come no, none of the young people get involved? None of the young, and then you guys did, and you were the young people in your mid forties. Right. Um, but there's still, there's a huge chunk of people your age and my age and in their forties that, you know, they, and again, to your point, everyone was, you know, people like to complain about things, but, Nobody runs. Very few people run. And then you guys end up running. You yeah. get on. And how was your, what happened? How was your experience? So when I look back, I mean, I spent the majority of my time hiring a town manager because we got right. on. We had, we had a new town manager that lasted three months. Which was, who was that? Ed uh, Ro- Robert? No, no, it wasn't that Ed. Was, it was Jim. I can't remember. So I, I it, 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 Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the, mm-hmm. that was the town manager they hired. Um, they, they hired a headhunting company to do the hiring and you yeah. know, it cost the town $20,000 to do that. And he lasted three months and um, then Shirley became the interim. Right. And so I, I, I was the ex officio uh, member of the hiring committee that ended up hiring Ed who unfortunately lasted a year and a half. Then we hired another interim, which I was on that hire. I was on all the hiring committees. Yeah. ex officio. I almost think we should have like a probationary period for a new town manager. There is. It's and six months. Yeah. But I mean, more By contract, but more on our end, like <laughs> to explain to them, this isn't about whether we like you or not, it's, you know, but get your six months in before you decide if Buck is a fit for you, because that's the problem. Well, I have to say that the hiring committees, which was comprised of the first one was comprised of, of town employees and community members, two different separate, um, and there was, I think, over 50 applicants each time. And we interviewed a lot. And the finalists, I th- in my opinion, were fully vetted by those people interviewing. Like, they took tours. Like, it, was, it wasn't it was just, like, right, one interview right. and you're it. You know? Yeah. 
It was. It was. Tour can't tell you. No, but it was. It was February here. It was. It was more than that. And 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 here's you know, the Ed Roberge who I really liked. Um, you know, because on a town council, you have to work hand in hand with the town manager, and Ed was he was good. Um, we were making a lot of progress in a lot of the things that have come up over the past four months come to a head like what mopeds public transportation um um, those are the two big ones um when can we jump to mopeds soon um (laughs) (laughs) um, and Hmm. and just overall management of the town you know and um you know he left he and and uh i understand why he didn't like i get it um how what do you what do you mean by that well, he's a, you know, his public comment was during, you know, I'm leaving for family reasons. I, we are, you know, he, he has a very close family unit unit. Um, there wasn't any consistent housing out here, remember, but we right. were, we, we moved to build the town manager housing. Yep. He got that through. We got all, we all got that through. So that was starting to ramp up, get ready to be done. Um, but you know, my my conversations with him, you know, off the record, I get it. Like it was just, there was just, it's, I'm just going to call it shenanigans. Like it was, I totally get it. And, yeah. and, and he was, we he, shot ourselves in my opinion, like we shot ourselves in the foot. When yeah. I say we, I mean block Island. collectively. Yeah. 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 Um, we've done it a few times uh, too, too often, too w- often without yeah. getting into specifics. Can you kind of expand on what you mean by shenanigans? Um, there's just a, there's just a, uh, an expectation when you're the town manager of everybody, you know, he, this was, I think also when the, the police department sued us. Remember oh, was that? that over the housing thing as well? Yeah, that was over the housing thing. Yep. And then, and then, you know, it was just like, so here I, he's, <laughs> he's got a whole department threatening a lawsuit based on him getting a house to live in. It's bad. It's taste. Sort of it's, that, you know. and that, but that wasn't the, that wasn't the, the, the let's call it the breaking point but that was just like who does that like i literally when i found out about that i called i have friends that are in municipalities that are there that are teachers that are finance directors that are manager you know like i have a lot of friends that are in municipal government yep i called them all i'm like have you all ever been sued by a town department it's unheard of. I looked at it. I tried. I Googled it. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. You, you don't do that. Yeah. And so what was the outcome of that whole thing? It got settled, I think, at the end of the day. Like, not at the end of the day, after the end of the year. Yeah. But I was, you know, and so how that just, why? Like, if you're a time manager, like, I look at that and be like, look at this. Yeah. That would have been my, that wasn't yeah. his, though, you know? It was... It, that was just like kind of the start of it, and yeah, yeah. and um, you know, I had a lot of respect for him, and and I think in that short period of time, I thought we got headed in the right direction. Then we bring in an interim that I didn't vote for, but yeah. it was a four to one, I think, and that rolled us into the pandemic. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and when we had Andre on um, back last season, he explained a lot of you yeah. know that whole thing. Yeah. So and and and. What frustrated me the most about it is I, I, I just wanted the answers. I'm like, let's, let's bring, there's clearly a problem. Let's bring everybody in and let's sit down. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's find out what's, what's at the root of this. 
never happened. Why? I don't know. I've asked for it to. I, when, I, when you say now, who are you talking about? I'm talking about just like the the, the lawsuit in general that I was. Oh, the police to. department. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, let's find. So out. you wanted to sit down with the police department, Wh- whomever, whoever, it whomever. Was. Like this is let's uh, let's get to the root of it. Yeah. So we can address it. So we can move on because this is always going to be lingering out there. Yeah. yeah the, it, the morale <laughs> issue is it, when when anything's create. I find when it, the, the first first thing you got to nip in the in the bud is that that morale issue when something like that comes along and you can tell there's major morale issues and that's maybe that town manager he had the foresight to say this ain't gonna end well because it's just it's a team sport it is and 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 it's an important department and i think there were some bad decisions made yeah (laughs) i wanted to know come on like you know it's just in the paper i don't think the paper did justice reporting on it figure and then you know i don't know and I, i and i've i asked for an agenda item meaning I put in a written request for an agenda item to discuss the lawsuit with whomever. I don't care if they have to send, like, I don't care if it's all. And you all put it forth to Ken. Lacoste to Ken. The first three times, three or four times. And he and never it, it just never it made the it there. No. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it didn't have support. Do you, I don't know. Do you think there's a dynamic where people just don't, even, even if you're on the town council or even if you're involved at some mm. level out here where people just don't want to break eggs to make an omelet? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, again, because I think there's that you're all swimming in the same school right, and you don't yeah. want to hurt. And it also depends on whom, you know, there's people that they, there's there's people out there like I don't care if we hurt your feelings. Yeah. But we don't want to hurt theirs. Right. And, and you know, that's that's not always and, and it, theirs and yours are different groups for each different person. Yeah, you know, right. I explained it's, it you know. to I, I think I explained it to Ed <laughs> I think I said it to the entire town council at some point in one of these discussions was I'm like, this island's like a, a thousand, a, a high school that has a thousand kids in it. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh, yeah. And that's, and that's kind of what yeah. you deal with. And I, and I, and I, in, in well, hindsight, I don't, I don't care if I piss off the burnouts, but let's keep the jocks you know, happy. Yeah. Right? yeah. Let's and keep I think the it's, preppers, it, yeah. people. I you think know, that's just life in general, but it is, it, it, you is, know, yes. but, but it's more magnifying. It's more here, magnified you know? and, and, uh, yeah. So well, you're so when you talk about hurting people's feelings and you know everyone's sense trying to like you know maybe walk on eggshells, I think your reputation is as a person who will speak his mind. I typically do. Yeah. And do you think maybe that uh, my filter's gotten better? It has totally. Uh, I'll have to take some pointers from you. Jeff. <laughs> it, 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 it had to, you know. And, like I have a family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've li- you know I would write something and then show it to my wife and she's like you're not fucking you can't that. say that she's like you're not sending that i'm like she's like I, I, she's like you're right but you're not sending that that's like that's you know if time give allows it, give I, it a couple days i've matured to yeah, that factor yeah, now i'll yeah. i'll write an email or a letter yeah. and uh, you know to the whether it be the letter to the editor email whatever i put it away and i read it again 24 48 hours later and yeah if i still want to send if i'm still like that's it then it goes. I'm right. still guilty though of of not always doing that. So well, it's hard I, to know. do that when you're talking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna answer that question in 48 hours. Yeah, I'll get back because yeah. I can't say what yeah. I want to say right now. But yeah, I, I, I don't know, a lot of times I think a conversation is better than 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 uh, putting it on paper. I think the spoken word has more impact than words it that does. were spoken written down. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, especially like again in the times, like you know, you read a quote, but you're not getting the full context, right? Maybe of 
you know, right. the entire story. Right, which is, I find fascinating with this pandemic. One of the th- good things I think have come out of it is now it's all being recorded. Yeah, yes. everything's and being recorded And you can go back now. and you can listen to what everybody said if you wanted to. Yeah. And, it, and I hope that's how business, because like, we, I know Andre and I were both advocates of trying to get that started before a pandemic. We yeah. wanted to live stream. It's so easy today. To, you know, yeah. there's no reason. There's well, no it's reason easy. Not to. It's easy when you have an internet connection, or you know, like yeah, you right. know, we're mm-hmm. technology. We are so like it's ridiculous how like thank God broadband's coming, but but yeah. So um, then you did run again uh, this past November, right? You right. were not reelected. No. Um, how do you feel about that? I'm fine. You're okay with it? I literally woke up, looked at the results, and was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Why do you, why do you think you didn't get reelected? I know why. I, well, <laughs> me, I don't know. Like it, it's funny because I think people that that did get elected have agendas, and I don't know what my agenda. I don't. I didn't really push it. I don't have an agenda. Like I'm just gonna. Everybody if, has an I, agenda. I that, yeah, but what would agenda. it what would it be? Like I guess I don't is, know. Is don't bring agenda? bananas on <laughs> fucking fishing trips. Yeah. Well, that's you want. I know. I, I my opinion. You yeah, ready? Yeah. Of course. And I think I said this to you before the election even took place. I know why. I, I think I think that you, this island focuses on a few things very heavily: yeah. liquor licenses, mopeds, and deer, right. and all that stuff. I think that you know your new endeavor, which I hope we have time to discuss how that's going, uh, was took on a, a business that has a liquor license, right. and you have a landlord who has a moped license, right? So, so conflicts. You the conflict the, the other c you, word the other c yeah, word and it conflicts. made you ineffective on two things that a lot of people here feel strongly about. They don't even know why they feel strongly about right. them sometimes, but they do. They, yeah. right. like, well, if he can't have anything to do with ordinances with liquor licenses, I, and I think nobody ever told me that, but I have a feeling well, that's what I, it was. I think you're right because. You know the advi- I did get advisory opinions on those things, and yeah. it, and I couldn't participate at the town council level, right? Right. As far as voting, but so, I could participate from an audience level on certain things. Yep. Because, but then you start to get run through the ringer for doing that. Totally. I've seen that go bad and, as well. And it, I I think you you're right in part, um, but also. You got that recorded, Mark? I sure do. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> it happens often, doesn't it? <laughs> Not really. Oh, come on. I agree <laughs> with my a, house. I, I agreed with a lot of what you said your first uh, <laughs> that first podcast. I was like, "Damn right, Rich, you're right." <laughs> you're screaming at the screaming at your screaming iPhone. at my iPhone. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think you're right, and 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 that's kind of whatever. It, it is it is what it is. Like, all right, you don't want me there. Um, because of conflicts, everybody up there has a conflict in one way or another. Like it's absolutely, it's in, impossible it, to not have a conflict. And I still here. don't know how anybody that had, you like, know, a like taxi license can actually be talking about mopeds because, in some way, shape, or form, it's all tied together. Absolutely, but it's still happening. So. Right. But it, it, I'm, I was fine with it. I literally was fine with it. I, yeah. I and like, all right, well, now what? And um, they put me on the planning board, so I start that in May. <laughs> So now you're on the planning board. So I'm on the planning board. And, what and is it I'm looking about? Looking forward to that. What is it about? And and again, your wife Jessica mm. was our first guest, yeah, yeah ever on yeah. this podcast, and she's head of the tourism council. Yeah. She's brave, very brave woman. She's and yeah. So it's so at one point, you know, you're on the town council. Yeah. Jess is on head of the tourism council and I mean, on the school committee and I on think the school the time, committee. Right? Yeah. So you guys are basically a quote unquote power block island yeah. power couple. I wouldn't. Yeah, I know uh, you yeah, don't. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. You wouldn't self apply the term. There isn't any power. Like honestly, it's it's. Well, where, of course, there's power. 
Really, you're yeah. on town council. You get to oh, I get a vote. Yes, yeah. I there's a, I can see a there's side of that. It's, yeah, like, I, I, it's I, almost I, like you're a burden couple because yeah. you're burdened with all this. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. are, but you're burdened because you've chosen to take an active role in your community, and that's the right. thing that right. That's what people and look when I people know that you and I. I think are when friends, you say power right? couple, there's an assumption that there's well, something to gain from it. There isn't anything. No, to gain from okay. It. I, I don't. There's mean, a level of of like when. The first thing that came to my mind when I didn't get reelected is like, okay, that's cool. Um, and then it hit me. I was like, wow, I don't actually have to like worry week to week on what's going to be on the agenda. Yeah, what do I got to research? What do I got to layer of stress and work that is not. I thought you were going to say staying fully clothed. <laughs> <laughs> Just from the waist up, Rich. Yeah, can, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. on Zoom. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> well, no, I I didn't mean power couple yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of that you were going to get. Yeah, you know, yeah, you guys yeah. Are, I know what you're saying. I don't though. mean yeah, that yeah. I, because people call high, Katie, it's people called Katie and I a power couple yeah. when we had our yeah. restaurants. We had nothing to do with town government. Yeah, but I just mean you know I'm using it as a blanket term. But um, I I do think that maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I think that. Another thing is maybe people are like a little, they're like, well, his wife's in charge yeah. of tourism. He's on the town council. They have too much power out here. Totally. There's too much. Absolutely. There's that thing where people out here, they're like, oh, if they're too doing too, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You could be literally paving the streets with gold yeah. and, you know, you yeah. could lay the broadband cable yourself and people yeah. would still be like, well, I don't know. I'm a little suspicious yeah. because they're both, uh, you know, they have yeah. too much power. And, and yeah. And I think just, I mean, during that time, I think, uh, well, I think just the first broadcast, it was, you know, there was a blame game going on and just took a lot, you know, her and her board were taking a lot of heat yeah. on it. And then I would take a lot of heat for various things. And it was just a lot of heat. There's a lot of heat. <laughs> and and so, you got, yeah. and you're and, like, and, and, you know, we're not a power couple, we're a hot couple. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and, it, you know, that was, you know, for Jess, I mean, listen, she's got, she's got a degree in fucking marketing. She's. Like you ask if the town council would listen to the fucking experts yeah. all the time, right. I think we'd be better off. And yeah. if you have an issue with anything related to tourism, you have an entire board that if you task with a, with something, they'll do it. But you haven't done that. I, re, I remember complaining about the Harbors Committee. Like we have an, um, the Great Salt Pond is the most important asset that, the, that, that we have. You can't argue with it. It's the Great. most important yeah. asset yeah. that the town has control of. If you have a problem or if you want to explore different things or if you want to do something, you have an entire board, which is the Harvest Committee, that's advisory to the town council. The people that are there every day, boots on the ground. Well, you know, the Harvest Committee is appointed by the town council and they kind of, they're, the, they're advisory to the town council on what we should do and, you know, works with the harbor master and the harvest department. And, All right, right. But they have never been asked in the four years that I was there to do anything. So if you leave them to their own devices, you're gonna and then and then they come to us with something that's ridiculous. Like you can't blame them. Yeah, you know you can't blame any board or commission for doing anything they're doing unless you engage with them and ask them to do certain things. And do that you, that doesn't happen. Do you enough. ever think it that doesn't happen enough? boards and commissions get a little sour taste in the mouth because it's possible that some town councils micromanage too much. I think to a certain degree, that's, I wouldn't say it's a bad taste, but 
the town council, and I think it's happening now, is I think the town council has to focus on policy and let the town manager and the boards and commissions do their jobs. That's what I think. And I've thought for a while that that's, but, you know. Those jobs for, like, a, just take the Harvest Committee, you have, like, if they're advisory to the town council, you have to give them some direction or task, not do You're their right. job. Exactly. But say, we'd like you to explore, you know, um, land-based opportunities for a bathroom. Let them do it. Right. Right. You know? Delegation and, is a difficult skill to, to um, have. It's not an easy... Not, we want you to figure out how to build something on this postage stamp. That's that's not their job. Right. Yeah. Um, Here's a problem. Give us some ideas on how to solve it. The problem right. is we need more restrooms at more beach areas or right. somewhere other than the town beach. So right. What do you suggest? And right. what are your... So... What are your predictions uh, for for what's happening now and, and the upcoming summer? And uh, again, Rich mentioned mopeds, which yeah. has been such a hot button issue. Uh, well, you, we're going to be busy as, as hell. Like yeah. we're like 2019 was a bu- the busiest summer. Okay, yeah. 2020 people freaked out, not because I think it was amplified, obviously, because of the pandemic, but it wasn't busier necessarily because show me the numbers like quantify it like right. you know it's like i think you said rich is like is it really congested downtown oh don't you even know, get you me know like started. It, it, what's your measuring stick right you know um the well the, you know the ferry operated at 60 percent capacity um and they got people off the island because they didn't have to but they got people off an island at 100 percent capacity yeah had, you know it's just i I hate talking about like business last summer because it was an anomaly. And that's what kind of irritated me with the moped conversation is because they were taking last summer as the measuring stick. You can't. Right. No, same right. with the taxis. There was only, you know, <laughs> 60% of the taxis, if that, on the road last year. And, you do, and because of that, you don't think that impacted moped business and bike business and oh, rental yeah. car business? And of course it, it did. Impacted, but that conversation never happened at the town council. And it impacted the line of people waiting at the taxi stand. I mean, <laughs> right. when, when all the taxis are on the road, I had, you, ever, you very rarely saw it like that. And also my philosophy, you know, in a, in a letter I sent to the town council and to, the, to my fellow taxi owners, I own a taxi, for those of you wondering, but I don't, I don't have an agenda to, for, to profit my taxi only. I, I said, even the busiest restaurant has a wait. I yeah. mean, I'm sorry. Even the even the biggest restaurant has a wait at a certain point. Sure, but you can't up the game to meet those few peak demand times. Right. You know what I mean? It's going to happen. You're never going to have a transportation solution on Block Island that there's never going to be a line of people waiting to get somewhere somehow. Right. You know. So I mean, it's like you can't. If you free up congestion downtown, you're gonna more people are gonna start to feel like they should bring their car downtown now. It's not as congested, and it'll be back mm-hmm. where it was instantly. Yeah, and it, it's these are, I think, what was good when Edward Berger was there is those discussions were happening, but they were happening on a broader sense, not specific to just one thing. Right. Meaning, downtown, how can we better move people? It wasn't necessarily contra- uh, a congestion, but how can we better move people and get the flow more efficient? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and... It was it was it was done from a perspective of pedestrian, vehicular, moped, bike, car, you know, like the whole the whole package, right? Yeah. Not just picking one per, you know, one group out, yeah, and trying to fix it, quote unquote. Um, 
it was a collective discussion. And that ha that started in 2018. And a lot of the discussions that have been happening over this, you know, six, eight months were things that started in 2018. You know, yeah. this isn't anything new. Yeah. <clears throat> the, 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 the unfortunate death of, of a young adult over the summer on a moped isn't why you should pass safety. We were trying to do that in 2018. Right. So it just, you know, that I think catapulted the discussion though to another level. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus again, viewed through the lens of the pandemic where everyone's stress levels were heightened and people right. were just already at nerves were at their wits end. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's like people were freaking out over like the top deck of the ferry being packed. Well, inside wasn't right and if you're in yeah. a pandemic where are you going to sit even if, I, I don't like i'm going to take my chances sitting outside than yeah. inside you yeah. know yeah and you know the f the bottom yeah. line is you know and i i it's a terrible coin to fra a phrase to coin but i say people die at disney anywhere you're going to have hundreds of thousands of people coming and going and doing different activities there's going to be something in there somewhere that's going to Yeah, you're happen. never going to so make what would, yeah. and what would Disney do? Safe. Disney would actually I'm amazed that one person perished in a moped accident. But what would Disney know? do? Like Disney would actually uh, uh, come at the problem very analytically and and two th I think the first year we were I was on the town council we the I think Kate McConville was on the rescue squad captain. We were talking about mopeds and bikes. And I asked if they can start gathering the information about these accidents. Like, right, is yep. a person wearing flip flops? Is it a double rider? Was the road sandy? We Was started it, a map too. We like, put the pins on the map. Yeah. I remember the rescue and squad. Start aggregating that. So when you go to the legislature, this is the long game I'm talking about. Yeah. You go to the legislature, you have something to back up. What, what you're, you're trying to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's not how many people got hurt. Lots, yeah. lots. And we don't like it anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. which is why I wasn't, I, I wasn't happy with what they, you know, the moped discussion this year. Like I was really disappointed with the manner which they pursued. I don't think it's, you're not playing the long game. I think you, um, you sold the town, like the town had, the town never, the town has a job to do and it hasn't been doing its job particularly when it comes to these licenses, all right? They're supposed to operate in a specific area. They're supposed to do X, Y, and Z. They have to, you know, they haven't been doing, the town hasn't, like, in, enforcing its own regulations. So before you start pointing, like, clean your own room. Yeah. Clean your own house before you start telling somebody else their house is a shithole. True. Right. And, yes. and you have to, I think if you're going to go in front of the legislature, you have to make those attempts, which yeah. the town council tasked our town manager, um, Paul Dean from the police department, Dr. Workup, Martha Ball, to sit down with the moped operators, come up with a plan, bullet points, so like this is what we need you to do, X, Y, and Z. And they were gaining momentum and progress and implement it for a summer and revisit. Well, three out of the five members decided to just change the ordinance and take the lawsuit on the chin and see what happens. That's stupid. And that's where we are now. Yeah. And that, in my opinion, it's stupid. Right. right they all right, have their right, reasons. Right. Yeah. I don't know what they are. Yeah. Um, I don't like, but I wouldn't have done it that way. What does it feel like now to not be on the town council and to be able to say whatever <laughs> you speak well, your mind? 
I would have said the same thing about that. Yeah. If I sat on the town council, I'm like, where are? What's the objective? You're 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 shooting for legislative change. Yeah. <clears throat> then, then do the things you need to do. I think do the things you need to do to get that legislative change, which is yep, gather data, gather gather the information, but also try to make an attempt to implement and the things with the operators that you want to change. And if that doesn't happen, that's just better for you when you go to the legislature. Right. And removing, in, uh, you have to remove emotion, I think. That's the biggest thing. The legislation and, and any laws being changed don't want one of the reasons to be, they're so noisy and they annoy me. Well, that's they where, that's, care, you know what I mean? that's, that's where I, what you just said is where I kind of, I thought the Respect Block Island movement, if you would, was intelligently done it was craftily done it was i think the intent was safety which is good but at the 11th hour they put in these operational restrictions <coughs> and that's where that was like all right that's what's that's really what the underlying thing is here is you don't want a moped driving around at eight o'clock in the morning making noise mm-hmm. right or at seven o'clock at night while you're enjoying a cocktail on your deck yeah like is that what we're getting? I, I thought that was really just made the whole thing seem a little disingenuous and it had nothing to do with safety. Yeah. I mean, you have like, again, uh, Mark Emanuel's on the town council now again. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it's any huge secret that he, he hates mopeds. He always has. And he doesn't like bars really. He, I remember. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and, but you know what you're, you know what you're getting. Like, what, what do you mean? Mark Emanuel's always not like mopeds. He's sat on the rescue squad. Like, his, that, that mantra has never changed as yeah. long as I've known Mobo. Right. You know, like, yeah, he's consistent. And I, yeah. I give him credit for being consistent. There you go. Now, I don't always agree with some of the shit that comes out of his mouth, yeah. but that's Momo. I just don't think he should wear those pants when we do the golf scrambles. Those plaid pants he always wears. <laughs> <laughs> that's my only criticism of, of Momo. Yeah. Momo, I'm sorry, but the pants Fashion sense. It. Come on. Fashion sense. I'll, yeah. I'll take runner. you shopping at, at, at Savers and yeah. we'll get some cool You know pants. what? I'll toss Momo a... Uh, and I don't do this often with Momo, but I'll toss him a positive one. He is extremely skilled at separation of duties on a council or a board and living the life on Black Island. So in other words, he stood up and vehemently fought me acquiring a new liquor license for yeah. my restaurant, which yep. we, we ran for years after that safely and everything was fine. But a week later, he's sitting at my bar having fish and chips telling me how great it is. Yeah. So in other words, yeah. he, he knew he, he said his piece. Yeah. He lost, you know, or didn't get his what he wanted. But he wasn't was like, like, well, I'm never going yeah. to shark well, these things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, so that's what I mean. And yeah. that's a gift that you have to have. I mean, to do I've, since he's been elected, I've had a couple of conversations. One of them, I, I mean, I just screamed and yelled at him. I'm like, you need to do your homework before you start making assumptions and accusations do your goddamn homework call the right people did he um, listen to you uh, well he didn't yeah he, he i think so you know <laughs> that's why I would never, it didn't come it didn't come up like did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, never run for counsel i can i don't like homework um, yeah Mm-mm. but you i just don't it, like getting yelled at it, yeah eh. i mean but the, the but to mark to to the richest point <laughs> um I could see him the next day and it's fine yeah you know and that's yeah. right. and that's he important you know it, it is 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 I, I think the last town council functioned pretty well because, you know, I could go next door to Ken, who's my neighbor at Fishworks, and I'll be like, "What the hell, dude?" Like, <laughs> you know, like 
I mean, I've known Ken for years, and and yeah. I've 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 lived next door. He rented me an apartment next door to them, and um, he helped me get my feet on the ground out here. And so we don't agree on a lot, but he's he's not a bad dude, right? You know, um, and he has an opinion. So, but I can I I'm comfortable enough telling him to like, like I didn't like what he said or anything like and still be friends the next day yeah you know so that's important one of the things we've talked about a lot on this podcast is the fact that you know since we are all stuck quote-unquote stuck here on this little rock together you know you'll find that a lot where there you know you can have disagreements with somebody and sometimes very serious disagreements right and but at the end of the day if you're driving down corneck road in the middle of winter and they're pulled off on the side of the road with a car broken down you're going to stop and pick them right. up. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. My favorite mm-hmm. line. I mean, I don't, have, I don't have to like you to help put your house out if it's on fire. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you just, you know. Your house. Not you, but your yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. Love you. the wife and kids. I'm going to save them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man. Well, there's so much more we could dive oh, into. God, yeah. And uh, we I running, mean, how are we doing on time? I, we're going to have to wrap it up, I think, unfortunately. Well, that is too bad. Good news is it could mean a second oh, uh, visit. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, because we just scratched the surface, I feel Would you think, would you consider a second visit with us someday? Of course, yeah. Yeah, maybe you'll be back on town council again. I don't know about that, but (laughs) (laughs) I could certainly, you're, you're, uh, I'm certainly happy to give you comments on your Sunday mini drops if it's town related. Yeah, (laughs) and we'll, uh, you know, we can, we can check in and see how your uh, time on the planning board's going once that starts. political analyst. I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah, Chris could be our political analyst. Yeah, our mini pod. You could be like our George Stephanopoulos. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, listen, when, when, before we do end our interview, we end our interviews, uh, we like to do a little thing called the lightning round. Sure. Have you, uh, are you familiar I'm with familiar. this? Okay. Yeah. All right. so I'm not familiar with the questions, but I'm familiar with it. Well, the no, that would defeat the purpose. Uh, <laughs> so basically, we're going to ask you a few questions, yeah. and um, we just want you to, uh, you know, shoot off whatever comes to mind. Sure. All right, Rich, you want to start them off? Sure. Okay. Black rock or whale rock? Whale rock. Do you ever wear jams? Not recently. Who's your favorite current town council member? Andre. What's the worst job you've ever had? Dishwasher. Same. Same. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Beer, wine, or liquor? Liquor. (laughs) What's the fastest speed you've ever driven in a car? 120. Oof. Ooh, that's fast. Bravo. I have have (laughs) one last off-the-cuff question. Um, How's your bedside manner? Better. (laughs) (laughs) i would say yes it is i would agree with that ah good times chris thanks for joining us my pleasure a lot of fun fun. this is great i hope we get you back again so do i yeah it'd be fun hope our listeners i I really enjoyed this is this is a good thing i think that's why I sponsored it. It's like, this is well, a good thank thing. you, and thank you for that this too. Is, this is a yeah. this is a really cool thing. Uh, well, well, thanks, thanks for being part you. of it. It's, it's entertaining. To, yeah, and it seems to be growing. We got more and more listeners. And speaking of listeners, thank you for tuning in again. I hope you uh, enjoyed this conversation with uh, Mr. Willie as much as we did because it sure was fun. Another quick thanks to all of our sponsors because we do need them to keep this thing going. And thank you so much for giving us your sponsorship. Uh, if you heard the ads and you want to check them out, please do. A lot of them got some cool stuff. Reach out to us anytime. Uh, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. It's uh, two guys on bi at gmail.com. And make sure you uh, follow us on all of our social media channels. 
And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen, whether it's Apple or uh, Spotify. And uh, please tell your friends all about how much you love the two guys on Block Island. Right, Rich? That sounds great. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, once again, thanks to Chris Willie, And uh, thank you to you, uh, all of you, our listeners. And we'll see you next week. Hey, Rich. Yeah? Uh, I was thinking about going fishing. Can you drop me at the uh, grocery store so I can grab some bananas? You know what? If you make a smoothie with them, I don't think it counts. So you can just or do a maybe, banana smoothie. Maybe Chris wouldn't know it was bananas. Yeah. And he'd still let you on the boat. Mm-hmm. Let's find out. All right. I'll pick some up. What shall we do with the drunken sailor? What shall we do with the drunken sailor? What shall we do with the drunken sailor?